0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys. To start this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is MyBookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. they are hooking up our listeners all month. Visit MyBookie.ag and use the promo code PANTHER when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100? You got extra fifty dollars in play. That's m y b o o k i e dot a g promo code Panther. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, welcome to our Panther Rants podcast. It's Bob Harris here. Brought to you by the Armchair Network. Maybe the ACC Network will uh, call us one day. Armchair ACC who knows oh well enough of that cheesy crap okay we had a hell of a loaded weekend and in terms of uh, you know pit fandom I'm sure you guys had a loaded weekend yourselves you had the, uh, the spring game and for all those who attended my props go to you I'm not sure what this guy's looking at me. When you make a right-hand turn into a parking lot and you take up my lane and almost hit me. So I don't know why this guy just gives me a stare down. It's not my fault his ass can't drive. So if anything he should be staring at himself in the mirror. Alright, back at it. So I'm not sure what the attendance was for the spring game, but for, for all of us who, who could attend, props to you. You know, you got a weekend of college football. It's that, I mean, spring games aren't easy because, you know, for one thing, they're not, they're not really mandatory. Some programs treat them as mandatory. As, of course, we did have some, uh, you know, we had you know some uh, rivals. Well, actually, you know, West Virginia had, a, had their spring game this year. They didn't have one last year. I guess they had eighteen thousand in their spring game. So, and of course, Penn State had theirs too, supposedly. And really, I don't know much about what what happened there. But what I do know is that some of their um, some of their trolls are making fun of uh, they are making fun of Pitt's attendance, and I mean seriously, you gotta have serious issues if you, if that's, if you um, seek out photos of uh, Pitt's uh, spring game attendance and make fun of it, <laughs> you guys didn't get this money for spring attendance. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you got serious issues, I mean, mental may be erectile, probably, maybe lack of a, lack of a rectile or, you know, or, or, or maybe you are rectile and you know, you, um, it's just, you know, the length is the length in a girth just isn't there. And so this is your, um, it's like a sports car for you. It makes you feel good. You know, so hundred K in your stands and a big, um, and a giant sizable spring attendance, I mean, sh- sure, if you're lacking some departments, it, this makes up for it, I guess, for you. I don't know. I mean, let's face it. As Pitt fans, we know we have the attendance issues. They are what they are. We're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Our attendance sucks. Yeah, we need to do something about it. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. I mean, donate's one of them. Let's, you know, pour your money in, and I'm sure results will come. But we'll see. I mean, there's some good feel-good air. I mean, as people mentioned, there's some feel-good energy about Pitt Athletics, and this is their time to capitalize on it. I mean, we've had, Lord knows how many of these times to capitalize on it. But as far as the spring game goes, it was a 14-7 game, and. I took a look at the stats from the game. Obviously, I you know did some reading. So, thank you, PG Post Gazette, PG Sports Now, Panther Lair, Cardiac Hill, Pip Blather. I always got through Chaz in there. So, thanks to you guys for your coverage. I'm sure a lot, there's a lot more you guys that covered this whole thing. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. Oh, Dream Backfield mm-hmm. as well. Can't forget those guys. Definitely can't forget those guys. But looking at the stats, obviously, they threw they threw the ball around. Kenny Pickett did pretty well, threw two touchdown passes. Davis Bevel had a hell of a game as well. And even Jeff George had a hell of a game. They were airing the ball out. One thing that was alarming to me was the uh, rushing stats and... I asked uh, a question about it because to me it seemed a little concerning. And as you know, a couple of guys who replied point out to me, um, when you're playing a spring game, you're mixing and matching your roster. That could be an issue with your own line because you're mixing and matching your own line. But still. If we're mixing and matching O line, we're still having these issues. Of course, of course you got to have a cohesive unit as well. I mean, when you're mixing and matching O line, it kind of makes them hard to play as a unit. But let's hope that um, you know these issues get worked out by summer. Because you want your O-line to be in sync no matter who's playing because there's always going to be an issue where a guy goes down and someone may have to step in so you got you got, you got no matter who's who you're playing with you always want to be on the same page so let's hope they get that worked out by, uh, by the summer because we definitely need our O line as much as anything else. Because one thing we got to you know get the offense going, and our you know, our, our guys and our quarterbacks. One, thing, I mean, even though the O lines if it's not good, but luckily for them they're mobile. So I'm sure, as far as play calls go and things, I'm sure they can move around the pocket. You know, a lot of, hopefully we can utilize some RPOs and. that work out for us, but as far as receivers go, you know, you got your Taysier Mac, you got Maurice French, and Trey Tipton, as he had a hell of a game, I mean, the guy's a senior, and I was, you know, doing some reading, I think, um, I think PGA Sports Now pointed out that, um, you know, he's had a relationship with, uh, he's had a pretty much relationship with Kenny Pickett. Is they in practice and get a good bit, and they're on the same page, and that's good. You definitely want your quarterbacks to be on the same page as with the receivers. But, uh, I mean, I do feel good about the wideouts. Running backs, I'm not so sure of right now because, well, you know, it's just it's just a spring game. And o line's working progress, and you definitely don't want to pound the hell out of the running backs at a spring game. It just makes no sense obviously the guy the the talk of the talk of the whole thing was paris ford and, and supposedly he did a hell of a job at safety and man you know good for him let's hope we see some more of paris ford this um this year yeah he's he's a highly talented player also pick out a big O-line commitment over the the weekend, and this kid had, um, it was a three-star player, I think his name is Michael Stathen, I think, I'm thinking of the guy from uh, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, name's sound eerily familiar, but this guy had a lot of P5 offers, a lot of big offers, he was a three-star player, I believe he's from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, I believe he is, yes. So we get a guy from, uh, <clears throat> from Big Ten ACC land, because Maryland is in a Big Ten, which makes as much sense as, um, as anything, well, of course, it makes much sense as Cincinnati and the Big East, but they were members, and, um, Laugh at them as we as we must, but they went to th- two BCS bowl games, and probably went to a third if Caleros doesn't get hurt. And not not the not the year after the but I guess a senior year, he got he got hurt. But they were on the cusp of going to another BCS um, bowl game at that point. But then he got hurt, and that was that was the end of that. I think that was that was. No, no, was not the year. That was the year you, the UConn went. Oh no, that, the year I think it was the year after. Yeah, it was the year after the whole. Yep, that was twenty ten. Uh, UConn went. They had no quarterback and. But they had Jordan Todman, and somehow they. Everybody. Okay, so it's Michael Statham, is how it is. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop um, <clears throat> trying to t- pronounce his name because I'll just screw it up. It's a Monday. But uh, as far as everything else goes, you know, Pitt had some visitors for hoops as well, and one of their uh, targets committed to um, Ohio State. So there's that. So Pitt keeps searching for big men and the as many scholarships as they, as they can. And we'll keep posting on that. So let's get to some other stuff. So LSU has decided to uh, reinstate Will Wade, and they apologized to him, and and he's back. So, which I found kind of odd, but I think LSU has decided to go all in on this, and in terms of the SEC. With all the with all the new hires that have been made and the programs that are rising, uh, basically college hoops is starting start to become uh, is starting to become an arms race in the SEC as well. We had in football. Now it's now it's starting to trickle down the basketball. Finally, my thing is this: if you have like a big if you have a big athletics program. You shouldn't limit yourself to just football. You should go for you should have a good basketball program as well. I mean, granted, a lot of these you know, a lot of schools have good, have good athletic um, sports, whether it's baseball, softball, and whatnot. But there's some that they just, for some reason, can't get into basketball. I have no reason why. I mean, look at look at Penn State, for instance. They have a big athletic program A lot lot of donor money Everything But for some reason they just can't get their basketball Program going And they built an oversized basketball arena That nobody goes to And um All they need is somebody to actually recruit And they finally got that Pat Chambers He just can't really coach I mean, he's, he's he's had some really good teams in recent years, and he hasn't been able to get the tournament with them. You know, the, the not, not this past year, actually this past year they could have went the tournament. The previous year that you know the, the best he's done is the NIT championship. That was it. So he hasn't done really dick with that roster since. I mean, he landed some 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 really good players from Philly that supposedly were going to take over the world and. I don't know. You know, I remember they had the, the Cella years when they, when they started winning. The BJC did start to fill up, so it's it's happened. But Ed abruptly left, and he actually had a really good recruiting class coming in. That's you know, which was very striking, and so Pat obviously had to do another rebuild. Because just as uh, the cellist finally had things going he finally had you know the foundation you know that was you know laid down finally it fell apart as soon as he left to go to the Navy and yeah that happens but I think with that shoot they probably did some due, due diligence I guess to some if, I guess some way deflect whatever controversy they have of, you know, with Will Wade and the investigations. I mean, there's a lot of evidence against Sean Miller, and Sean Miller's still coaching in Arizona. And so, I mean, Arizona's basically all in at this point. And LSU might as well go all in, because right now, like, things are getting tougher in the SEC in terms of basketball. And for LSU, I guess they have something really good going with Will Wade and if they let him go, they're back to square one and while everybody else in that conference is winning and, you know that's the worst thing you want is your rivals to be you know, prospering while you're rebuilding again because you made a you hired a coach and obviously that's stuck in some controversy and now you have to go back all over again. So, LSU's going all in, and I said even, I even said before a tournament when he got suspended that I, I don't understand why they even suspended him at that point. My guess they didn't, you know, re- reaction to the outrage, but it made no freaking sense. It made like zero to no sense. If you're gonna cheat, go all, go all in. I mean, that's it's just a little probation. You may lose some scholarships for a few years, but you know, you'll you'll get it all back. You may get the wins taken off, but you know, but the, the games happened. So I think at this point, LSU said, "The hell with it. We're just gonna, we're just going to do this." Look what uh, look! Look, I mean, look what Auburn did with Bruce Pearl. I mean, I was, I mean, pretty much the whole tournament, I was subjected to uh, Bruce Pearl's a horrible human being uh, tweets. Because I think he's got two, you know, two of his staffers in jail, and while uh, he's a free man, <laughs> coaching in the Final Four. But anyways, guys, enough of that. We also had the Masters happen over the weekend. And man. It was awesome to see Tiger come back from all that. Although a lot of stuff that happened to Tiger was self-inflicted to begin with. Uh, You know, people talk about the domestic stuff, but. Well, for one thing, he, you know, he had an affair and, you know, he had, you know, he had several affairs actually and what, what professional he doesn't have multiple affairs, there's a lot of them that do and I guess with Tiger, we thought he was very, I guess, you know, what made this big deal, one, it was in golf, two, we always thought Tiger was very wholesome He came off as a very wholesome individual and... And it turns out his dad, obviously, was a playboy himself. It doesn't mean that Tiger, you know... Learned that behavior, I guess. And he even said that... um, As a pro athlete, he pretty much thought he was entitled to all this stuff. You know... All the women and sex, I mean, and whatnot... I think he was. I think he was paying him with, with subway gift cards. I think. On top of that, I'm not sure who he was sleeping with, but if but if some you know some side pieces, if you just pay them entire gift cards, or subway gift cards, I'm surprised you were ratted out even before that. I mean. Good lord, I'm not sure who he was, who he was betting with, <clears throat> but if the, but they but if they got a Target gift card or Subway gift card, I should say. They're gonna be pretty pissed. And of course, there was that voicemail where he was telling the girl to de- to delete her uh, texts and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff with Tiger was self inflicted. You know, he he was he could never get healthy. One person brought to me around the time Tiger's decline started is when they started testing for steroids in golf. Maybe Tiger was riding up. He was, you know, getting some extra juice. Who knows? But uh, he could never get his swing right. He had multiple issues staying healthy, back issues, swing issues and whatnot but the last few tournaments he's been playing pretty well and he's been himself but you know it was awesome it was an awesome sight to see him finally win the Masters and I'm not sure people you know people and of course people are coming with their woke woke takes saying well we shouldn't you know do this hero worship of Tiger because you know we all know what we all know what Tiger's freaking flaws is or flaws are I should say nobody's worshiping the guy they're just happy for him that he won a tournament it's been over 10 years the guy moves the needle with with pro golf and even when he sucked he still moved the needle because really because you know the guys who you know who've come up in the you know the you know, pro golf circuit sure they're good and they're talented but they don't they don't move the needle like like Tiger did ever and now that he's back and maybe he is back for good you're gonna maybe we'll see more of this I mean I I think this I think you know I think the networks that do pro golf are are loving this because they're gonna see some uh, more ratings and more interest coming in they, they needed this. I mean, he's basically the star of golf. But it was, was kind of cool to see you know Phil Mickelson do a little um, record video where he talks about how awesome it is to um, to drop this lane when you're in contention, and how the he was talking about, the, about how the courses. He said you got to drop bombs, and he said that's what he's going to do today: is drop bombs. I mean, it was ph- phenomenal. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it was awesome, because last week we had a really good Final Four in March, you know, in the fi- Finals. Now we get an awesome Masters, and now the NBA playoffs have started and NHL. And, of course, the Penguins are in, are in a cusp of getting swept by the Islanders, and and you know, why watch them? When you get paid to you know, get paid to watch them swept, go to mybookie.ag m y b o o k i e .ag use the promo code Panther twenty use the promo code Panther not Panther twenty five just Panther and you can claim a fifty percent bonus. So if you put in hundred dollars, you get fifty bucks back. So instead of getting mad about the Penguins getting swept, go get paid to watch them lose. There you go. But following the pens, obviously the last two games they've scored only one goal in each of the games. And unless you got Dominic Hassan in that, you're, you're not going to really win any, hardly any of these games just scoring one goal. So there you have it. You know. Now they're down 3-0, they're in a big hole. So I don't really to see them come, I really don't see them coming out of it ever. Unless history repeats itself, where you know, remember the pens went up 3-0 in the series against the Islanders in the 70s and they came back and won in seven games. Maybe that happens to the pens, who knows. And as far as the NBA playoffs began. I noticed that Blake Griffin is out, and which kind of sucks for the Pistons. But that's the thing about the Clippers. Those Clippers teams of yesteryears, they had such really good teams. It's just when the playoffs began, they just they would get hurt. You know, Chris Paul. It, if it wasn't Chris Paul, it was Blake Griffin getting hurt. And that was that. I mean, the the, the, the only time I, that when they were really together they lost in seven games to the rockets with uh Dwight Howard and James Harden and they had a 3-2 series lead and if they don't blow that series they're probably in the finals I don't I don't think uh Steph and Draymond would have beaten them I mean they were the the Warriors were good at that point but I think uh the Clippers would have taken them but that, but if they get to the finals, they probably face LeBron, and I think they beat LeBron because at the time Kevin Love and uh, Kyrie Irving were hurt. I think they would have disposed of them pretty quickly. But uh, ever since then, they you know they just can't stay healthy. Those those guys. I mean, Chris Paul obviously did. You know, Rockets did pretty well up until game game five when he took a three two series late and Paul got hurt late in the game and for at the Rockets lost the next two, and that was that. So, as far as the you know the playoffs, NBA playoffs go, um, who do I like? Well, in the West, obviously, you're going you're gonna to love the Golden State Warriors because they're the defending champs. Nobody can seat them. I did watch the Spurs and the uh, Nuggets Saturday night at the bar, and. I think that series can go seven games. Pops coached the playoffs. He knows how to do these things. Nuggets really don't have that total experience yet. So Spurs kind of have an advantage. But that um, that series has the potential to go seven games, I believe. Unless, you know... But what was odd was when I was watching Nuggets play and they were, you know, they kept trying to come back in the game late. And it just seemed like they were always passing the, the easy two and going trying to shoot threes. They get they would drive to the hole, get to the hole, and then dish the ball out for a three point shot. And I just don't, I just don't get that. You know, they, you don't always need threes; shoot twos. But anyways, we also, you know, the local Houston Ray, you know, down here, it was funny because on um, well, seven ninety AM, AM Clanton, Clanton does a show, and he had a he had a um, a Rockets uh, jazz announcer who does a play by play, and they were they were previewing the um, the series of the Rockets jazz, and Jazz in. They talked about the match between Clint Capella and Rudy Gobert and about how Capella got the best of Gobert and the announcer I guess the jazz announcer got I guess he took it took um offense to it and you know you know Clayton said you know you, you know look at the box scores I mean pretty much and the guy said oh you know you, you can't just look at box scores looking at box scores is sophomore. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, listen to the guy it was like pretty much the Jazz guy because the, what happened last year is the Jazz and the Rockets played played each other in the series. Rockets won in five games and it wasn't really close. And listen to this Jazz announcer, you would have thought that they won that series, or they won the championship last year. I mean, that's, I mean, Jazz people are very passionate about what they you know about what they do and say. But as far as, you know, the East is concerned, I was liking the Raptors, but much, sure, you know, but Kyle Lowry needs to get his act together. And maybe with DeRozan, DeRozan went to uh, the Spurs and they won, he did pretty well in game one. So maybe, a lot of people blame DeRozan for uh, the playoff woes of the Raptors, but I don't know I'm thinking apartments could be Kyle Lowry than anything else but to be fair they lost in the weighing moments on of a game wing of three so I really wouldn't be too you know it's only game one so I wouldn't be too concerned yet about all this but I did like the Raptors for some reason I don't know why I just do for one thing, I do like their front court. They got you know Siakam, they got uh, Gasol, and Abaka. They got those guys, and um, you got Lowry, and you got Kawhi Leonard. So there you go. But um there's also the Celtics with Kyrie and I don't know, I don't think Kyrie has the full cast to do it with. And of course you got the Sixers. They should be all oh, Ooh On paper they should um be able to, you know, win the, you know get to the finals, but they're gonna wake up, and Ben Simmons gonna wake up. So uh, here's the here's the deal. Here I'm on I-10, and I I just watched. I said the ooh because this guy cut off a big rig in rush hour. And the thing is, is you can't. The thing you should never do is cut off a big rig. If you're gonna get into a lane where where, where the big rig is in, make sure there's, a, there's tons of space. And where you're going, when you're going into, there's tons of space between you and the car way ahead of you. That you're not just cutting in front of them in the middle of a traffic jam. Because people need to realize that these these vehicles, they don't have have the same brakes as we do. They can't just slam the brakes on and they just stop. They're going to slam into you. So, yeah, just be careful out there. I always say as well when you're driving, you know, if you're in the other lane the big rig is there, try not to hang out in their blind spots. Try to pass them up as fast as you can because sometimes, a lot, a lot of times they're on, they're on the road for so long and they may, they they may weave into you, and whatnot, so just be careful, anyways guys, I'm gonna hang up here, held a pit, and I'll talk to you later this week.